What is the latest on Mustafa Ali? He wants out of WWE, but apparently they're not releasing him. What is the latest on him and his potential lack thereof WWE future? Plus, we have backstage news on Ronda Rousey, who got her ready for the Royal Rumble. A recently released WWE superstar was involved. News about the WWE quarterly business calls out and the Hall of Fame. What is going on with WWE having a unique presentation with this year's WWE Hall of Fame and how it ties into SmackDown? We're getting into all that on today's Sports Kita Top Story of the Day. You share that link or you stink. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Diehards are with us. I love you guys. If you're with us live, if you're watching on demand, thank you so, so much. If you're listening on demand, thank you so much as well for putting us on the charts once again in multiple countries on the Apple Wrestling charts. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, let us know what you think. Give us a review. If you're just listening to the podcast as well, give us a review. That really helps us climb up the old proverbial podcast ladder. So uh, tons of content from us wherever you can get it at Spochkita. Uh, let's get right into it. I'm Kev Calm. That is Jose G. Lead off story here. The uh, the very angry circumstance, it seems like, on social media of Mustafa Ali. He wants out of WWE. Reportedly had a very big argument with Vince McMahon about his creative direction as a solo performer. Uh, he was uh, at one point the head of the Retribution Group that kind of went mm-hmm. and came and went. Uh, he did some big things. He was in. He was featured on Two Hundred Five Live when that when that brand was created. Uh, and he's been, you know, featured on you know several big pay per views, but never in a main event scenario, right? Uh, but not everyone gets to. And now it seems like he's pretty frustrated with a new version of his character not really being adapted. He presented some stuff a few months ago, and he's wanted out. He's been very public about this on social media. Uh, now we're learning uh, that he was offered some type of role, or at least a role was pitched to him in some form or another for the Royal Rumble. And then he even tweeted during the Rumble Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. no, thank you for the Royal Rumble. I want my release. Mm-hmm. Now, what are we hearing about why WWE is not releasing him? Uh, yeah, man. So as you guys know, uh, Mustafa Lee had been, has been requesting his release now for several weeks. And the report from Fightful Select came out that uh, he they don't want to you know give him his release. And what Fightful Select learned uh, via their WWE source is that the term value was used in reasoning behind keeping Mustafa Ali under contract. He hasn't been brought back to TV since the argument that he had with Vince McMahon over the creative direction of Mustafa Ali. Despite those two things, as of now, they're told that there are no working plans in creative for Mustafa Ali, which could certainly change at any moment, especially with the Elimination Chamber show going down in Jeddah in a few weeks. Uh, Also, there's also been very little correspondence between WWE and Mustafa Ali. Uh, We do know right now that uh, the contract that Mustafa Ali has with WWE is last go well over a year. Uh, but right now, dude, it just seems like there's no communication between Mustafa Ali. They don't know what direction uh, to push him in and it, and they're not giving him his release. So he's just, he's stuck in limbo right now. Uh, Kevin. I mean, the, the word was value. There's still value seen in him. And that's why they don't want to release him on the open market while you have the guy in your contract for more than a year, uh, which is really, really different than other people. You know, they released plenty of different talent that they felt like, all right, we don't have anything going on. We're not doing house shows, pandemic uh, that happened in 2020 into 2021. Right. Uh, but, you know, uh, then you see these big numbers come out about the, the the TV contract money coming in and live events starting up again. And they're still not, you know, releasing people that they feel they can do some different things with uh, aggravates fans. 
you have this guy. It's, it's definitely, I mean, fans are going to be like, oh, it's WWE versus this guy, right? I, I mm-hmm. think that's perception and that's reasonable. Um, but if WWE doesn't want to release him and he's under contract, do they have to? You know, this guy's going to get a downside guarantee. All right. He's still going to get paid in some way or another, uh, as far as I know. You know, yeah, and- I mean, he's I mean, he's contractually obligated to, to to stay within the company for that amount of time. Is he, he's, he's not doing be sitting it? Sitting and catering, collecting a check. I mean, he's not even he's most- not even going to events. He's he's, no. he's in Chicago training in a wrestling gym and posting videos. Man, that's yeah. what's going on. Uh, and so uh, I'm I'm of the thought maybe they can pitch something that gets him to come back. But you know, they did this with Brody Lee. He asked for his request, and they put him in a tag team. There was an injury, right? in the tag team again. Mm-hmm. And and that was after he asked for his release and he still wanted out. Just to think about this also too, Kevin, that in a, in an alternate universe, in the multiverse of wrestling, Mustafa Ali is, was probably WWE champion. If it wasn't for Mustafa Ali, Kofu mania would have never happened, right? He got injured out of that. And then he came back after that injury with the hacker gimmick, nothing really, you know, formed out of that then we got retribution retribution was disbanded in less than six months and then he had this program with monsoor and that went down to drain like just a few months so uh, i don't know what they're what they're planning on doing with ali i did like that video with the new uh the new america that new version of america that he wants to present i think that was a cool gimmick mm-hmm. let's see what happens with it man i i, I think as a performer mustafa ali is very, very good and underrated in WWE. Uh, and also an international talent, and they're an international company, and he represents uh, an audience that they want to grow uh, and in the Middle East and, de- and develop out from that. Uh, and I think he would want to be a part of something different with that type of audience. He said, I want to I want to pro- project a character that isn't just the, the common foreign, you know, villain. Uh, and I think he was, when he was playing a villainous character, he was playing a pretty compelling one, too. Mm-hmm. Um so who knows, you know, uh, Justin Eugene saying, send him to NXT. I just, I don't know if he's a guy that wants to do that. <laughs> I'm not speaking for him. I just, if, if that was something that he could have done, I think he would have already done it. Is that fair yeah. to say? I think well, so. Especially with all the brand new talent that's coming out of NXT that they're trying to push. He's going to get lost in the mix just as easily down there that he would have in the main roster. So I don't think NXT is even the solution for him. Uh, I like this one here from David uh, Barclay. Thank you so much, Dave. He goes, someone uh, at Creative, that's WWE, that's production team that writes the storylines, uh, should approach Ali and talk to him about turning this heat into a real angle. If he's angry, make a program out of it. He's a wrestler still, right? You know, there's some there's some truth to that. Can you can you mm-hmm. make uh, can you make lemonade out of these lemons you got here? Absolutely. I think it could be a compelling story if you could blend in some of that reality. But then it's going to be like retribution then. It's going to come off like the whole idea of retribution was these characters that were in WWE that didn't have anything going on. And we're going to put them together as like a hacker group. And he was a hacker, right? And it went nowhere because you jobbed him out, you know? Um, So I don't know. You know, do you want to do the hacker thing? You have to go backwards to go forward right I, I don't know with him he he strikes me as a you guy take two steps forward to take one step back I don't yeah know. but I mean, he strikes it's... me as a guy who doesn't want to do that i think there, yeah. there's things he wants to do character wise within uh within a, a, a wwe type organization and presentation he's not getting to do what he wants out you know so uh you know uh stephen chambers saying cesaro and ricochet and other names that are not happy well tying this into the the whole mustafa ali being uh unhappy news we get news from old millennial melter himself Sean Rassap and Fightful Select 
that there is a, a level of uh, among certain, not all, mm-hmm. it's worth noting, uh, WWE superstars of low morale following the messy production of the Men's Royal Rumble this past weekend. And we heard about all the news. We covered it yesterday with Shane McMahon being ushered out of the company over the whole thing. All right. And that was uh, very dramatic. And that some people are upset about the lack of consistency with storylines that just feels like there's only a handful of people that actually get a real focus with television as compared to others. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it's hard to it's hard, I'm not devaluing that, but it's hard to say that that's a consensus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but you're getting that from a handful of people. Obviously, they're not in a position to reveal those sources, you know, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and it also doesn't reflect the the opinions of the entire locker room. Right. Because, yeah. you know, that could be maybe just two or three people who are speaking out loud. Maybe these are people that are on, on TV, you know, they're not being utilized. So therefore they feel that way, you know, mm-hmm. but you ask some of these guys that are on TV constantly. I bet you they probably feel like they're doing pretty good, you know, uh, for the exception of some a few. Like, for example, Cesaro, he wasn't featured on the Royal Rumble, but he's on TV every single week. Richard and Ali saying, let him go. Guess he's referencing Ali here. Let him go. He's better off. Vince doesn't care. Well, here's the thing. If they did let him go, I think they would that would be them saying they don't care, right? I think they're they're not letting him go because I think they do care. They like there's some like mm-hmm. like why would we let him go if we think he's gonna go do something else, something else? Uh, this is the everyone against They're just w- keeping him only for these Saudi shows, dude. This is the only reason they're know. keeping him. I don't him know for. about that. I don't know about that because then he'd be he'd be besides him, to... there's only one other Middle Eastern talent, and that's that's Mansoor. And they're not even you, using you have Sammy Zayn, right but Sammy Zayn's not gonna work these shows. He's serious. He doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to work them, you know. Um, and I understand some people don't want to work him. Yeah, that's fine. There's no judgment in that. I understand issues with it. Uh, but uh, who knows, man? Uh, this is me like defending WWE. I just think there's so much more to this than we ever really know until everything gets kind of told years later. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You, people get lost in the system. They don't get what they want out of it. They don't want to give you what you want within that system. You know, give me and- what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Uh, shout out to people who are watching, by the way, in California. We have people watching in Australia, Texas, Ooh. and Iowa. If you're yes. watching for the first time, tell us who you're watching you guys. from here. Appreciate you. Uh, you have to, uh, before we get into this this other news here of the day, want to ask you, uh, you have to catch a little bit of the WWE quarterly business mm-hmm. call. We'll get all the laid out mm-hmm. information from that with the, within the day here. Um, yeah. but what did you catch from that? Uh, yeah, man. So they reported killer earnings, as always. And... Uh, uh, one of the big noticeable things was the Disney deal, right? So the mm-hmm. Disney deal that came from Indonesia, um, just like we talked about and reported here in the top story, and my gut feeling was a, a, an experimental move for them, and yet they confirmed it because they are also the legs behind the Ronda Rousey documentary special docuseries that they got on Disney+. Plus. They're the executive producers. I did not know that. So WWE has of one full leg pretty much deep in the deep end with Disney. So don't be surprised if we see more Disney deals come out later announced later in the year. Uh, They also talked about their upcoming TV deals with Fox and USA and Peacock. Mm -hmm. Um, They mentioned that they feel very optimistic and very happy with their positions. um, And most likely they will be staying with NBC and Fox. 
Um, and uh, apart from that, they are looking to get into the metaverse. That was a big piece of news. Everyone's uh, getting every major, every the, major media company is doing throughout this the quarterly. Um, because right now, with the metaverse, you're able to buy real estate, buy ad places. Um, you could put on a whole, we could put on a whole top story show on the on the metaverse and and make a killing. And it looks like WWE, WWE has always been at at the forefront. When it comes to technology and broadcasting, even with social media, remember Tout back in 2013? Remember that was a thing? (laughs) Remember remember that was a thing? You know, WWE was on that. So send us your touts, everybody. Send us exactly. So WWE is not afraid to jump in into newer technology that's going to make sense for them as a company uh, to put more eyes on the product. They notice that all the demographic of the 20 year olds in the early 30s, they're getting into the metaverse. The, the metaverse is growing. So don't be surprised in the next few years that you see WWE on the metaverse. You can watch WrestleMania in the metaverse. You can be front row at a WrestleMania show in the, in the, in the metaverse. Uh, of course, WWE had some good numbers as well from Royal Rumble that they publicly put out in terms of like merchandise being sold. And, and we're not even at WrestleMania, two nights in a football stadium with all that merch and people traveling. So it'll be something here. Rolling Curtis, always so courteous with the Super Chats, and you can send in yours if you want as well. Uh, does WWE's refusal to let uh, Mustafa Ali go mean that McMahon is okay with smaller sized wrestlers? Should WWE and AEW consider it in cruiserweight divisions? Can we get rid of the idea that Vince McMahon only likes big wrestlers? I understand that that that's an established like preconceived trope with mm-hmm. with 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 the approach uh, since the '80s that has been something that people say. But how many smaller wrestlers that have been main event guys do you have to see to understand that there is massive exceptions to the rule or that mm-hmm. idea? With Rey Mysterio, with Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels could be considered a cruiserweight. You have guys that are in that 210 range that are not very, much bigger than a 205 wrestler. Um, do they need a new cruiserweight division? No, I think 205 Live has sort of run its course. If they told me tomorrow it was mm-hmm. not going to be a show anymore, uh, as bummed as I would be because I loved the introduction of it, it just kind of became another wrestling show that WWE has. And they need characters on it and stuff Agreed. like that. Yeah. And it became an extension, really. It's another hour of NXT. Best way of describing it. Right now. Yeah, the, the the cruiserweight division has been a very tricky thing, right? Because it was prominently featured in WCW over 20 years ago. WWE tried to introduce it and had a very short run. They retired the title. Then 2016, we see this new wave of wrestlers. This uh you would say these hybrid kind of wrestlers that were putting on these incredible matches. This was and, and the there was a wealth of them. Boom. This is the big indie wrestling boom in 2016, the big, big indie wrestling boom. Mm -hmm. And WWE capitalized on that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is something that kind of works in intervals, right? Like maybe you should do the Cruiserweight Classic like you do the Olympics every four years. Just do something like that. I don't think WWE or AEW necessarily needs to have a Cruiserweight division because once you start putting a Cruiserweight division, you put titles, I think – people are going to start getting lost in the mix of things. And the, the, issue, the issue with AEW, I can say this from being at the show last night, they have a lot of wrestlers that are in that that size range. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have many, 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 many wrestlers that are in that size range. The bigger guys in AEW really stand out. They re- Like when you see them live, they a Lance Archer, a powerhouse Hobbs, who was just at ringside, they really look different uh, in mm-hmm. comparison to everyone else there. Uh, and that's no shot at, oh, they should have bigger wrestlers. They should have more of them. No. But you have plenty of, you know, 
250 guys in WWE, and that's okay. It's all right. You know, that's that's an approach and a different way of, of looking at things. And that's all individual talents as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get into the story about the WWE Hall of Fame. The plans for WrestleMania week are coming together. It will be two nights in Dallas. Uh, they will have a Friday night SmackDown prior to night one of WrestleMania and a Monday night Raw mm-hmm. following night two of WrestleMania. Uh, the Hall of Fame induction will be added to this year's presentation. Obviously, with the pandemic the past few years, they've had to do a, a no fans uh, edition. They they uh, combined two years of classes last year into one. And we have a word here that if you're going to SmackDown that Friday night before night one of WrestleMania in Dallas, seems like you're going to have a pretty cool ticket because you're going to get SmackDown immediately followed by the WWE Hall of Fame in the same presentation. So are they going to be in the ring? Is it going to be on the stage? Um, Are you going to be able to buy floor seats for that? Is the whole floor just going to be, you know, family and superstars attending this? Uh, What, what is the production like that? Because normally when they've done the hall of fame, it's ran in the same arena. WWE will run a football Mm -hmm. stadium for mania and they'll have an arena that they run as well in the same town. And that's usually the Friday night thing or the Thursday night thing. It's, it's separate from mania. Sometimes it was the Saturday night thing, right? Um, it's an, it's an interesting thing and it makes it a hot ticket to get smacked down right before mania you get the hall of fame induction ceremony, uh, same arena, same crowd, same building that same night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be fun for the fans who attend SmackDown that night, uh, because they're going to get a twofer, right? They're going to get two shows in one. What's interesting about this, that this show is going to be going head to head with AEW rampage. Even though they're going to be streaming on Peacock, it's still going to be on the time slot. So if The Undertaker is being inducted this year into the Hall of Fame, everyone will that seems draw, it's going that way. Well, will guy. that draw eyes? Will that draw eyes away from AEW Rampage? Absolutely, just to see would. The Undertaker being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, it would. Absolutely, it would. And 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 if you're WWE and you can do it this year, do it. You know what I mean? Do mm-hmm. it. Just do it. Do, do it. Just do it. Um, uh, and also, like, I, I would hope that do we get an announcement? We have no announcements for the Hall of Fame. We have no announcements for who's going Not in yet. this year. Not yet. Not and, yet. I, and I told you before we went live that I'm, I have a feeling it's either going to be on the Elimination Chamber or the day after at Raw or the, the Raw after Elimination Chamber. We'll my, my thing is, out. I think you would you would put that out now. Um, those SmackDown tickets, I believe, are not on sale. I know the Raw after WrestleMania tickets have already gone on sale. So in terms of selling the ticket, you know, uh, for the live fan that's going to be there, you know, you you already have WrestleMania tickets already on sale. Those are. Those are moving at a solid click. Everyone's like, oh, they're not selling out. It's, it's okay. WrestleMania is a type of show. It doesn't sell out. It'll sell more tickets the closer you get to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't sell out. Who knows? It's still going to do well. You know, uh, not everything has to sell out to do well, by the way. Uh, so I'm of the thought that I, I, I hope they announce it soon because then you'd be like, oh, wow, I got to get a ticket for that. And I'm going. And do I want to buy a ticket to SmackDown so I can go to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I've never been to a Hall of Fame. You know, as we get closer to uh, to the Hall of Fame weekend, uh, you know Tony Khan will be trash talking on Twitter, but according to Stephen Chambers, because why would he know, be trash talking? Because you know he's going to want to try to you know ruffle up the AEW tribe and just be like, we're not going to watch this Hall of Fame and we're going to be loyal to AEW Rampage because it only gets three hundred fifty thousand views on a Friday night at ten p.m. You're you're uh, 
you're 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 stepping you're you're trying to whiz on the electric fence there because here's the issue with that um with AEW and their culture there's so much more of like hey we know we're a newer company but we have reverence for our legends yeah so are you now going to say don't watch the legends have get their roses are you gonna say that are you gonna true that's true what what where are we at here you know very Um, true uh, and also, is AEW going to say like, "Hey, let's let's run Rampage uh, on a different night that week"? <laughs> you know, like, they were, uh, and they, it's not like you can run it on Saturday because it's WrestleMania Saturday. So no, I mean, that's just... you don't want to run Saturday. You don't want a Friday. Can we get Can we get Thursday? Can you get us in on a Thursday before uh, it gets going? I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the smartest thing to run head to head with the Hall of Fame, especially if the Undertaker is getting getting inducted. That's going to be a massive, uh, a massive Hall of Fame. I think that's going to be good. Uh, let's jump into another story here that I found really interesting today, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin. Ronda Rousey. She had an interview and discussed her training regimen before coming back into the Royal Rumble and gave huge praise to Ember Moon, former NXT women's champion, WWE superstar. She gave kudos uh, to Ember Moon on social media saying, thank you for helping me getting ready for the Royal Rumble at Athena Palmer, which is her name that she goes by now. Um, And if you want to train with her, check out her school, the wrestling dojo.com. So not only putting over Ember moon, but also the wrestling Academy that she goes uh, that, you know, that she trained at. Uh, But I found that very telling man that, you know, Ronda Rousey kind of going back to basics here, you know, training at a, at an Academy, getting her, her feet wet, you know, getting some of that ring rust off and who better to do it than Ember moon, man. Ember moon is so good in the ring. And she came across okay on on Royal Rumble. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I wasn't a, a fan of all the body shots that she was doing, but the, yeah. the the big moves that she needed to do, she nailed them. And I think she did overall. She did pretty well. I don't know if her actual in ring style of maneuvers, which are based on you know her judo background and her MMA background, a lot of grappling, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. rolling from one power move into another. Uh, it, that, th- those were exciting when she debuted and when she did singles matches. I don't know if it lends itself to the Royal Rumble where there's, you don't have as much space and there's a lot of people in the ring, you know? Um, but I did think it was fine. You know, it worked and, and the, the way they, and also I thought the women's match was better than the men's. I think that's kind of fair. Um, but I, I'm of the thought that you got to get ready, you know, and you got to do it with people that you trust. And the fact that Ember is somebody that, you know, Rhonda trusts is pretty impressive. You, you know, also Athena, I can tell you, I, I knew her in her time before WWE. She's very well mm-hmm. respected in terms of mm-hmm. people in the business. Oh, yeah. She, she has Booker a very T good, is big on her. Booker T she, loves her. Yeah, has a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Great reputation on the independent circuit. Would not surprise me if she's picking up dates in WrestleMania week. Uh, we've seen some talent already commit to WrestleMania week events that are not ran by the WWE. There is the WrestleCron. 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 Is, is uh, that a mix of, of of wrestling and Omicron? Yes, you know, no, there's no, a new no. one now. Oh, you know, there's a new one now, right? It's it's called it's called uh, Stealth Omicron. So it's uh, sneaky, hey, dude. You can't wait, see wait. it come. No, but at this sneaky. at this point, there could be a WrestleCron, depending on how people not wearing their masks and all that stuff. <laughs> So let's stop, stop, stop. Okay, stop WrestleCon, it. WrestleCon. So WrestleCon is running. That's a convention. GCW is running their own convention called The Collective. They'll have many, many shows on it. A lot of names announced for it. Uh, Impact, AAA, and New Japan are going to be running events in 
Dallas WrestleMania week with WrestleCon Collective. Going to be running some big shows as well, kind of boutique shows around different things. So I would expect some of that released WWE talent to be featured on some of those events if they haven't been announced already. We know that Bray Wyatt will be at, at WrestleCon. Uh, we know that uh, you know some other talent are going to be involved that are released from WWE. I expect more in the weeks to come here. Oh, I mean, we just had a bunch of them that got cleared from their 90-day yesterday. So, uh, yeah, so we're probably going to see a flood of talent at WrestleCon. And also just starting to announce their independent dates. I can tell you I'm going to be at AAW tomorrow on pay-per-view. Fight TV. Go get go get that $13 pay-per-view. You don't want to smack that. We got, we got it for you. Uh, big match on that show. Mike Bennett. Going to be taking on Josh Alexander, WWE versus Impact nice. on, on the AAW show. It's going to be pretty sweet. Uh, link for that's going to be in my Twitter, uh, at KevCom. Uh, let's jump uh, into this. Uh, yeah, go ahead, buddy. Piece of news here. Yeah, we got this. Uh, this uh, just a quick update. I reminded you guys yesterday while watching the debrief that mm -hmm. uh, Raw and NXT will be running on Sci-Fi for the next two to three weeks due to the Olympic coverage uh, on NBC. What I wanted to update you guys on, make sure you're watching because today... Andrew Zarian reported from the Matman podcast reported that both Raw and NXT 2.0 will be airing with limited commercials. So that is great news. If you're, if you're a fan of the product, you know how these three hour shows get flooded with like an hour and a half of worth of commercials. So there's going to be less commercials during Raw and NXT for you guys who are diehards who watch Raw and NXT every single Monday and Tuesday. Uh, just that little be, uh, piece of news. Um, and especially the reason that they're doing this is because this is the go home week for the elimination chamber. So they really want, because the Olympics are going on and they understand that they really want to put that product in front of you with limited commercials. Hey, we got this big show coming down this weekend. You got to watch it. Hence why raw and NXT 2.0 are both commercial limited commercials. Tough time to be having that preemption from the Olympics right before a big, you know, pay-per-view premium live event. Uh, but this is all, think about that. You, if NBC is going to have the Olympics and a big WWE pay-per-view going on. At the oh, NBC is the winner here, right? <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I, you know. They got the Super Bowl in two weeks. They got the Olympics coming out of the next two, in the next three. You, you're going to get the Super Bowl on Peacock too, by the way. You're getting the, the Super Bowl on Peacock. So, I mean, NBC is the real winner here. Yeah, but they, you know, they got to get more subs for that service in general. You know, you got to get more people jump over the, you think well, a lot, you, you think they would have a lot more because it's just tied to your cable yeah. system. Yeah, well, one, one positive thing that they did report on the quarterly call today was uh, from a WWE Network standpoint, um, when they had the direct-to-consumer model, right? Where it was exclusively had, uh, ran by WWE. Exclusively ran by WWE. They only had a, just a little bit over 1 million subscribers. Now with Peacock, they've seen a, a 2 million increase. So they got over 3.5 million subscribers on the Peacock nor paid subscribers on the Peacock network. So uh, good for them for that too, man. It's more accessible. It's tied to people's cable systems. As I mentioned, it's mm -hmm. easier to find. You're also, you're getting that casual fan. They'll say like, ah, oh, I watch Royal rumble. Yeah, sure. And then oh, I get all the episodes of SNL or all the episodes of office. You know, this is the way things are going. Oh, it I binge watched Brooklyn nine, nine, my favorite, my favorite sitcom, dude. <laughs> yeah, great, great show, great show. Uh, and there's some things on Peacock. I, I was watching the new MacGruber show, which is pretty funny. Oh, did you um, like it? Because I, I, I didn't like the movie, so I was like, uh, you didn't like the movie? I, love I, the movie. I don't know if I don't know if I wanted to get into the series, but oh man, love. Uh, if you don't like the movie, you won't like the series. You won't all like right, the series. yeah. Um, so things are good. Some things are bad. Uh, you know, it's good to report some good news. 
You know, I, yeah, I, man. I, I, yeah, especially with all the negativity coming out of uh, you know this weekend from Royal Rumble. It's always good to report some positive news. Uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, I, I think uh, it should be exciting these next few weeks. Let's see what happens uh, and this build up to Elimination Chamber. Uh, Andy Wilson said, uh, "Kev, uh, you had a safe flight." Uh, back home i didn't fly i took a train and i drove from st louis so it was, it was a wild weekend have you ever By checked the way, those? did you yeah. see how covered st louis is in snow right now oh i dude, saw we got a report before we went live and they had dude like four maybe five feet of snow it was just completely whited out in st louis i was like dude imagine if that storm would have caught the royal rumble it probably would have been a way different show uh, Elijah Washington uh, noting that there is some big thing that 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 Heyman is teasing on Twitter. Paul Heyman is teasing on Twitter. Yeah, so he said he's going to be spilling the beans and give an explanation to what he did or why what he did on on uh, Saturday night at the Rumble. Uh, so that'll follow up on this week's SmackDown on Friday night. Ronda Rousey also going to be making an appearance there as well. So a lot going on here with WrestleMania ramifications here in the next uh, 48 hours or so. Did you enjoy the show? Did you like it? How come you haven't hit the like button yet if you're watching live? If you're listening uh, on the podcast side of things, go ahead and give us a five-star review, whatever podcast app you're on, and subscribe to Sports Keto Wrestling wherever you can find it. On the YouTubes, more than 25,000 subscribers. We now make the march to double that number. We want to double it. We want to get we want to get even higher than that. Every Friday night, Dutch Mantel with us after SmackDown and Rampage. Monday nights, Vince Russo, bro. Bro. With us after Raw. And plus, we have exclusive interviews just on last week with Liv Morgan, AJ Styles, many more from the WWE. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the show. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with even more content right around this time, 5.30 Central, 6.30 Eastern. If you want to join us live, of course, you get a new episode from us every weekday as well. So thank you guys so much for supporting it. And remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, whether you're watching the debrief last night after a wild AEW Dynamite with that son of a bitch, MJF. All right, that son of a bitch. No goodness. Uh, no. Please, when you're watching wrestling, please do this important, critical thing. You have to do it. You have to take a breath. You have to throw your fantasy booking out the window. And just let the wrestling come off the screen and into your brain and enjoy, enjoy wrestling. It. Someone enjoy who had an enjoy wrestling sign front row at Raw. Thank you. I saw that comment earlier. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and enjoy wrestling. See you guys. Watch out, watch out, watch out.